Hi guys, happy Monday if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out. I am so happy to have you here on the podcast and just to be starting out our week together, hopefully on a positive note, it is a Motivation Monday episode. This is the Progress Not Perfection podcast where we discuss the realness of mental health and always finding the positives in our everyday struggles. It is hosted by myself, Lindsay Hall, and today we are going to be talking about tips for positivity and self-care through mental illness. I was pretty much just inspired to write this episode today and record it today, so you guys are hearing this on Monday, the 11th of May, but I am recording this on Thursday, so May 7th, so a few days before. But I'm having a really good day today. I actually did not sleep last night. I started watching the Waco documentary slash show on Netflix. And I didn't really think I was going to get that into it because I've listened to so many crime podcasts about that whole situation. And so I thought I kind of knew everything there was to know about it. It was just always something that was really interesting to me. So I took a lot of time to research it and stuff. But DJ turned it on and it actually ended up being so good. I did not fall asleep until 7 o'clock this morning and I got up at 10. So I took a good three-hour nap last night, but I'm still feeling really good for some reason, having a really good day. I Prior to today, I've been to Target once, but I have not left the house in multiple days. So... Today, I went to Walgreens and picked up some photos for my office. I went to Chick-fil-A and I got fries and Chick-fil-A sauce and a Diet Coke. And this is the first Diet Coke I've had in so long. If you guys know me, Diet Coke is um, my best friend. So I'm just having a really good day. I'm, I feel really happy and I was just really inspired to record a motivational episode right now. So going off of our topic of tips for positivity and self-care, the quote that I chose is, making things happen and pursuing your purpose does not require that you don't have anxiety or mental health problems. It doesn't mean you don't have obstacles or barriers in your way. It's about working with what you have and making the most of what you have. So this quote really stood out to me because of really the last sentence of making the most of what you do have because that kind of is what I always tell you guys of just really trying to find the good in any situation that you have and making the most of it because it can't be changed. You can't, you know, change the past and what you've been through. So one way to make it better is just trying to find that good thing that's coming from it. And I also really liked that last sentence and I mean, just the whole thing in general with this part of it, um, just knowing that you are enough and what you do have makes you worthy and you are valued for who you are. You don't need to be anything more. You don't need to tone down for other people. If you have goals and you have dreams and you want to pursue them, you don't have to be a multi-million followed Instagram blogger in order to spread your word. I only have 5,000 followers on Instagram and I'm trying to do my best to use my Instagram as a platform where I spread positivity. Um, There are days that are harder than others. Obviously, when I record an entire episode on this podcast for an hour about 
a negative experience. It, it does put a downer on my mood, but that doesn't mean that I can't then use that to help share my experience and give you guys the good things that came from my experience. So hopefully it will help you find some of the good things too. So that was a really good quote and I'm really happy that I found it and then I could share it with you guys. And moving on from there, we are just going to jump right into the episode because I'm, like I said, I'm really excited about it. I wrote down my top 10 tips or ideas for staying positive through mental health. And these are things that I have over a long period of time incorporated into my life. And it's important to remember that when trying to change your mindset, trying to find new ways to make yourself a better person, to grow, it takes practice and it ultimately has to become a habit. So don't be upset with yourself if you can't figure out how to do one of these things on the first try. It does take a lot of practice. You have to stick with it. And going back to basics, it's all about progress, not reaching the end right away. Enjoy the journey that some of these tips may take you on and finding yourself and becoming stronger through all of it, you know? So the first thing that I have written down, and I believe this is the number one most important thing, is to practice controlling your thoughts. So one way that I really had to figure out how to become a more positive person and to find the good things is noticing when I'm having a negative thought and take action. So I feel like it's really easy to have negative thoughts about yourself, about your body, your job, your mistakes that you maybe you've made in your life. And you just, it's like second nature. You just think you just have a bad thought about yourself and it's normal. Obviously, I'm still working on this. It is very hard, but I'm trying to make it so that those thoughts are way out of the blue. So when I have a thought about myself, like I've talked about before, where I don't really know what my main job is going to be. I haven't found my dream job yet. And then I trail off into overthinking and start thinking I should have studied harder in college. I should have picked a different major. I'm not working hard enough because my brother has a great job and I don't and whatever, blah, blah, blah. You get what I'm saying? That should be a thought that is way less in my head than me giving myself grace and having patience with myself and enjoying the process of trying to find my dream job and learning as I do that. So one thing that I've picked up on practicing controlling my thoughts and figuring out how to reroute it into a good thought is writing down a negative thought, whatever your thought was, Physically cross it out, put an X through it, and then write a positive thought instead. And I actually had one of my uh, little guys do this at the gym. She was really mental on beam, and she just really struggled with self-confidence when it came to, I mean, gymnastics in general, but definitely beam. And so I bought her a little book, and I said, this is your book. You keep it in your locker, 
And here's what we're going to do with it. Every time you're having a bad day and we shut down and we have all these negative thoughts flooding our head, I'm going to tell you to go get the book. And then when you go get the book, I want you to write down every single negative thought you're having, physically cross it out, and then put a positive thought next to it. So if she missed five routines in a row, she was probably going to write something down along the lines of, I can't make a beam routine. So I told her a good example would be to cross that out and write, I have made more beam routines in my life than I can even count. Yes, I can make a beam routine. And by doing that with her over time, I saw that when she would go get her book, she, instead of having seven negative thoughts, she would have five. And then a few weeks later, maybe it was only two. And then it was one. And then we got to a point one day where she made 10 beam routines in a row. And I'm not kidding you guys, I cried. It was such a it was such a cool moment. And I was so proud of her because overcoming negative thoughts is so much harder than physically accomplishing something. And I've really come to understand that you cannot fix a problem without fixing your thoughts first. So you cannot fix your problem of having body image issues without fixing your thoughts of what what you're thinking about your body those negative thoughts you're having about your body so you if you look in the mirror and um i have really bad stretch marks on the insides of my legs like right by my groins inside of my thighs and i used to look at that and think that was when i was at north carolina and i got really big really fast and now i have these stretch marks and i always have to look at them whereas now i'm to a point i've really tried to change my mindset about it And I look at my stretch marks now and I think, but now look how much healthier I am from that point in my life. So it's almost like I look at those, this is kind of weird, but look at the stretch marks as like a starting point. And then my journey since then, and it's almost like something to celebrate because I'm not that unhealthy person I used to be during that time. I'm much stronger now. And so I've been doing my best to change my thoughts about those negative things that I see in the mirror. And then eventually my problem of body image issues will be fixed. Also, sorry if you hear wind or anything in the background. It is super, super windy today to a point where like things in my house are shaking. So that's what that is if you're hearing any background noise. The second thing is to switch your mindset from quote unquote, this isn't fair to quote unquote, what is this teaching me? So whenever you're going through a hard time, a hard situation, always try to look for the opportunity that it's presenting you. So I remember when quarantine first started, I was just really nervous in general, really anxious because I didn't know what this meant. I obviously was very afraid of getting sick because it spread so easily. I was worried about my family members being sick, you know, the health of everyone in my life. And I tried to erase those thoughts because it like I was worrying about something that hasn't happened. And instead, I think I came into this without a podcast. And now I have a really great platform where I can connect with so many of you. And so quarantine was my opportunity to really buckle down and force myself to step out of my comfort zone and get this thing going. So 
instead of having that thought of worry during quarantine, now I think about quarantine as, and I think I will always be able to look back at this time in my life and say, that's when I did something that I never thought I would do. And in return for that, I also was able to help so many of you guys through your struggles, through your hardships. We're able to relate. We're able to talk about it and get through it together, which is really, really cool. So always look for the opportunity. You won't ever regret that. The third tip that I have in staying positive is positive thoughts take practice. So create a positive mindset routine. And my routine that I've gotten into during quarantine is different than it was when all this wasn't going on. But my routine right now is I try to wake up at the same time every day and it's changed throughout quarantine. So when DJ wasn't working, when we were both off, I'm not going to lie to you guys, we were probably going to bed at like 2 a.m. and waking up at 11 almost every day, but I was still waking up at the same time. And so it started my day off like on the same note every day. And one thing I want to reiterate is that you don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. for it to be a productive day. Some people can do that. Some people like it. I'm not a morning person. When I have to wake up that early, usually I don't even sleep that good because I'm so worried about missing my alarm or I'm stressed about having to hit snooze because I'm going to be tired. Or if I don't wake up at 6 a.m., I'm going to be hard on myself and mad at myself for not doing that. Don't think that you have to wake up at 6 a.m. because that's what people on your Instagram do. It doesn't matter. Just try to wake up at the same time every single day. So now that DJ is going back to work, I've been waking up at 7.30 or 8 because that's when he gets up. That's usually when I've been waking up minus today because I literally didn't fall asleep till that time today. The second thing is I don't check my phone. So once I wake up, I don't get on any social media. I leave my phone on my nightstand and then I get up and I open up my blinds. I let the sun in. I go out in the living room, open up all the blinds, and then I let the dogs out. And then I usually go into my office and I have a devotion little journal and it's called 100 Days to Brave. And I do a devotion. I read my devotion, write down a couple notes about it. And then right after I'm done with that, I write down three things to be grateful for. And during this time of quarantine, I've been trying to write down things that aren't materialistic. So even in a sense of I'm thankful for my home, obviously this was an expensive purchase. And while I am very thankful for it, I try to write down what it is about my home that I'm thankful for. So I'm thankful that during this time, home is safe for me. It's a safe culture. It's a safe environment. It's a safe atmosphere. That's what I'm thankful for, things like that. And then after I do that, I'll let the dogs in. I'll feed them breakfast. I'll feed Milo. And then I get ready for the day, whether that's a full-on shower where I wash my hair, whether it's just a body shower, whether I showered the night before, so I'm not showering that day. I'm just putting on makeup doing my hair, whatever it may be, I'm getting ready. And then also, I know that there may be some people listening to this that aren't super religious, but I am a Christian. And so I pray all the time. I I pray every single night before I go to bed. I've actually said the same prayer since I was probably five years old with my dad. Me and my dad made up a prayer together. And I say, I've said it every single night since then. And so that's really special to me. And so I always say a prayer. And then when I'm praying, I always thank God for what I'm the most thankful for that day. And that's a really good way to end my day too. So it's like I'm starting my day out, getting in this routine. Once I go through all the steps in my routine, I'm ready for a good day. And then I'm ending 
the night on a positive note too. So that way I can get some good sleep, wake up the next day and be ready to get into that routine again. The next thing I have is go back to basics and ask yourself what truly matters. And I highly recommend recommend actually writing this down. So in my notebook that I have on my desk, the things that I have written down that truly matter are myself and my health first. And I've always said and given advice to other people that if you're like me, you're a really giving person, you're a people pleaser, you always want everybody else to be happy, even if it's at the expense of your own health and happiness. I am trying to find the healthy balance of being there for people, being their friend, making sure that they're good, but also making sure that I have my own back too and that I'm good. But you cannot pour from your cup and give your water that's in your cup to other people if you're not refilling it with things for yourself too. So if I'm not sleeping at night, if I'm not taking care of my basic hygiene, if I'm not mentally doing things every single day that make me happy, if I'm not, whatever it may be, you guys are getting the point. If I'm not pouring water into my cup, I eventually won't have any water to give anybody else. You have to pour your own water in your own cup. And then from there, you can decide who you're going to give it to. But if you never put water in your cup, if you never refill it, you're pouring from an empty cup. There's nothing left. The next thing I wrote down is my marriage. My marriage is something that is very, very important to me. And it is not something that I would say a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot of people, but I feel like I do see a lot of things on social media where people, not like they settle in their marriage, but they settle for mundane. And I'm not that person and neither is DJ. And I'm sure there's people that are older listening to this and thinking, well, yeah, you've only been married for a year. But also keep in mind, me and DJ have been through hell and back the last eight years of our life together. So we've had to work extremely hard to keep the positives flowing in our relationship, making sure that we're doing fun things, making sure that we are still being kids and being happy and fun and giving to our marriage every single day, putting in the effort. It's a choice. Marriage is a choice. And that's, I'm so sorry. My dogs are barking at another dog that's walking by. And I'm 100% sure that you guys can hear it because they're right outside my window. That's Nash. Are we good? All right. I think we're good. But like I was saying, to me, marriage is a choice. And every single day you have to choose your marriage. It's not always easy. It's not always natural. But if you are choosing your marriage every single day, making it a priority, that's something that truly matters to me. Also, my mom, my dad, and my brother, my very immediate family are three of the most important people in my life. They have known me the longest. They have seen the worst of me. And that's my family. And although my parents are separated, we're a really close family and I'm very thankful for that. And they are my people. And their health and their happiness is a very big priority to me and making sure that they have everything that they need in their lives to be thriving and doing well. My friends, my best friends are 
again, the same, you know, kind of the same as my family, their health and their happiness is a top thing on my priority list. I truly care about them from the bottom of my heart because of the way that they've supported me, the way that they've been there for me. And I want to be able to do the same thing for them. I could never be as good of a friend as my my close friends have been to me and you guys know who you are. They have just, I just cannot even imagine coming from their standpoint, the stuff that they've had to put up with when it comes to me, but they are amazing friends and I would do anything for them. And I want to make sure the same as my family, that they have everything they need in their lives to be as happy and supported as they make me feel. And the last thing is what truly matters to me is how I treat other people. And this kind of is stemming off of as we get older and we get jobs where income is higher, or in my case, I was in a lawsuit, a part of a settlement, and money obviously was relevant in that situation. I need to stay grounded in who I am and not change no matter what. Materialistic things don't matter. The car I drive doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big of a house I have. It doesn't matter what I wear, what I look like. What truly matters is how I treat other people and what I give to them. And I don't mean that in a sense of like giving gifts, but giving them support, giving them advice when they need it, being a good person in their life that brings in positivity that makes them feel good about themselves. That that really matters to me. And I hold myself to a really high standard on that point. And I'm not always perfect. I do mess up. I get competitive. So be it. I think everybody does. But I do my best every single day to be a good person and help out other people in my life that do the same for me. And I always think to myself when going back to the basics and when times are really hard and it seems like there's so much going on and you you just can't focus on one thing at a time. And I'm thinking about these things of what truly matters in my priorities. I always think to myself, I could have the best job in the world. I could make a million dollars a year. But if those five things that I just told you guys are not fulfilled, are not there, that job doesn't matter to me. That, that money doesn't matter. Because if my marriage is failing because I put so much time into work, I'm going to be more upset anyway because my marriage is more important to me than my job, if that makes sense. So figure out and write down your top priorities in your life. Next, I wrote, spread love and positivity to others. If you're having a really hard day and you can't find it in you to give yourself that mindset of, being positive with yourself and, you know, practicing self-care to you, give it to other people. Spreading kindness is a great way to like keep it going, keep paying it forward. Kindness is contagious. And as you are spreading kindness to other people, it will come back to you and you'll create a really cool tribe of people that are just are down for you. Like they want you to be doing good. They want you to be on your grind. They are supporting you. They want you to just be living your best life. And I actually, when I wrote this one down, I was saying to myself, I was like, what's that one Disney song that a bunch of them, like Miley Cyrus, the Jonas Brothers, Selena Gomez, they collabed on it. 
And it was the song Send It On. And I actually listened to the song as I was writing this. And go back and listen to that song when thinking about this tip because it's cheesy, whatever you may think. But there's a lot of truth in that song that doing something for another person, being the change for the better is contagious and it will it'll trickle down the line and eventually you'll be reaching one person to five people to 10 people to 20 people and that's a really good way to get yourself back in a positive mindset because when you do good things for other people you feel good about yourself the sixth thing is make a list of all the things you've learned since starting your mental health journey so look back and be proud of your progress there are probably hundreds of things where if you really thought about it that you've learned and that you've changed and you've changed for the better since going through your mental health journey and before you really had to deal with mental illness. So some things that I wrote down were I learned that I have a voice and it matters and that my emotions are valid. I've well I'm still learning, but I'm leaps and bounds from where I was how to communicate. I have learned to gain my power back and that I'm not scared of my abusers anymore. I'm I'm holding them accountable. I will always hold them accountable. And I don't care what people have to say about it because what they chose to do was not okay. And I will always be a voice for that for the other people who have yet to find their voice. And I'm not scared of them. I don't care what they have to say. I don't care honestly anything about them. I care about holding them accountable because we deserve justice and what they put us through and how unfair it was. And lastly, I'm, I've learned that I am my own person. Those people don't have control over me anymore. I've created a human being that I'm proud of, that is kind to other people, that is helpful, that is selfless, that loves very hard that gives to other people what I wish could have been given to me. And I'm I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud of how far I've come since my days of my freshman year of college at North Carolina when I realized that I was diagnosed with depression. I've come so far since then. And on days where it's like, man, I feel like I should be so much farther in my healing process. Is this ever going to end? When are the good days coming? Where is the light at the end of the tunnel? Writing these things down will make you realize I'm so much closer to the end of the tunnel than I was at the beginning of this. So that is another one of my favorite ones. And that's one that I actually, one of the first things I would do if I were you. (laughs) Number seven, boost your self-confidence. It's okay to splurge on yourself. And make yourself feel good. So one of the ways that I do that is I have hair extensions because I'm really insecure about my hair. It's really thin. It's really short. It won't grow. I don't know what's going on. I've always had thin hair. So I have hair extensions. And I, not that I think I'm a better person because I have hair extensions, but I'm more confident in myself and then I'm in a better mood. And then I give myself in a better mood to other people. I also like being tan. I use self-tanner. I've been relying on self-tanner during quarantine because, again, when I'm tan, I'm more confident in myself. I feel better about myself. And then makeup. I am not somebody, truthfully, that can look in the mirror and say, I think I'm a really pretty person without makeup. Yes, there are things that I like about myself. I have freckles. I love having freckles when I put makeup on. Those get covered up. But when I put makeup on, I do think I'm a prettier person. And 
maybe that will always be a thing. Maybe it won't. Maybe there will come a day when I don't put an ounce of makeup on and I feel just as pretty as I do when I wear it. But for right now, that boosts my self-confidence. And that's a way of giving myself a positive mindset of, I guess, like what I'm trying to say is of like who I am. So when I think of myself and I have, you know, my hairs, I have my hair extensions in, they're curled. I have my makeup on. My eyelashes are looking good. I'm looking tan and glowy. I'm just like, yeah, like I'm that girl, man. Let's do this. I'm ready for the day. Like I look good. Let's do it. It's kind of my mindset when I, when my self-confidence is higher, when I splurge on those things for myself. The eighth thing is to listen to an inspirational podcast or dive into an inspirational book. And when I say dive into an inspirational book, I mean take notes, highlight, um, put a sticky note on the pages that really stick out to you and try to really apply it to your life. Listen to an inspirational podcast and try to apply it to your life. Practice what they are telling you to do. And one of the podcasts that I really like to listen to for that is Gals on the Go with Daniel Carolyn and Brooke Michio. They are, Brooke has graduated, Danielle's still in college, but they are, I guess, influencers, you could say, or content creators on YouTube. They have obviously their podcast. They are um, in like Instagram influencers, quote unquote, whatever, but they just, they spread a lot of positivity. They are girl bosses, quote unquote, and they inspire me to be a better version of myself. So I love listening to their podcast and I love actually putting to use what they tell me. And then a book that I really dove into at the beginning of the year was Girl Stop Apologizing. I'm sure you've all heard of it. It is the um, sequel to Girl, Wash Your Face. And it's just, I took a lot from that book and I have incorporated it into my everyday life. And I love it. Okay, that's going to be another weird cutoff because uh, I don't really know what happened, but there's some sort of glitch and it cut off on me. But I was pretty much done with talking about the book or podcast anyway. So we'll move on to my ninth thing, which is ask for help. And this is something that I've had to learn because I've always been very stubborn. I've always wanted to do things by myself. I told you guys before, I've always been a leader since a really young age. And I was definitely that person in college that took control of the group projects. So asking for help to me was always something that was kind of a weakness. And that's been a turning point in my journey of becoming a more positive person and one thing that I really like to do is call my mom. I have a best friend and a mom and a mentor all in one. And I'm very thankful for that. And whenever I talk to my mom, I just always feel better when she gives me advice. It's always advice that applies to my life. And she just is, moms are always right. I don't know. At least my mom is. She's always right. And things always turn out exactly how she says they are going to. And so when I talk to her, I feel calm. She puts me back on my feet and makes me stop overthinking. And so I love calling her and just venting and saying, you know, when you were 24, what was it like? What did you do when you didn't know what you were going to do? What did you do on the days where you felt lost and confused and it was hard? And she'll just give me really good advice. And I'm really thankful for that. Um, I also, with my two friends, Mal and Allie, we always do like mental health checks in our group chat. And we just ask, how are we doing today on a scale of one to 10? You know, what's going on? Can I help you out at all? Like, what are you going through today? And that's really awesome because while listening to a podcast or reading a book is really a good way to 
bring back that positivity into your mind. It's also really nice to talk to people who know what you're going through because they've known you for so long. They see your everyday life. You talk to them about your everyday life so they can give you direct advice. And I'm a really big fan of that. And number 10, the very last thing is remember to not compare yourself. If you're having a day where you're really proud of your progress, what you've been through, how far you've come, but then you get on Instagram and you look at a girl who, I don't know, we probably all have one person that we've gotten on Instagram, we're jealous of, we wish we had their life, that completely takes away the proudness that you feel of yourself, but you deserve to feel proud. Like You deserve to feel good about progress that you've made. You deserve that. You deserve to be happy for you. So don't compare because that's going to take that away. And then like, then what? You know, you're proud for yourself for five minutes until you got on Instagram and then it all goes away. And then whatever thoughts that you're thinking of, I could be doing what she's doing though. I could be doing more. I need to be doing this. No, you don't. Whatever you've done, DJ 100% just threw something up against the house and I heard it and he's making a face at me because he knows I'm going to yell at him because you guys definitely heard it. Oh, and I was almost done too. Oh. <laughs> um, now I lost my train of thought. Thank you, DJ. Um, but just be proud of where you are in your process how much progress you've made. Don't compare to other people because what they're going through isn't the same. What you are going through isn't the same. And you just can't compare it because nobody's life is exactly the same. We're all different people. We think different. Our experiences have been different. And like I said, we can always relate, but that doesn't mean that just because someone is farther along than you means that you're behind. It doesn't mean that you're less than. It doesn't mean that your progress that you've made isn't valid. Be proud of yourself. Know that what you are going through is hard. And when you do make progress, always celebrate it. Always celebrate small victories. All right. So those were my 10 best tips. That was actually a pretty fast episode. It was faster than I thought it was going to be. But my advice to you with all of this, because that was a lot of information, is to start with a couple of tips that really stood out to you that you think you could apply right now that would be the most beneficial. Like I said, it takes practice to create habits. And if you try to full force all 10 of these things at one time, it's going to get confusing. You're not going to know whether it's working or not. And you're probably not going to continue doing them because you don't know which ones are working, which ones aren't. I've been working on these for a very long time. And it has been an up and down roller coaster of sometimes they work, sometimes they don't take this one out, replace it with something else. And again, it's everybody's own journey. It's unique, but I do hope that some of these that I talked about will help you and will show that there are ways to stay positive, even on the hardest days of mental illness, when depression or anxiety or PTSD, whatever it may be, when you feel like you're drowning in that, find that one thing that gets you a little bit closer to the surface to breathe again. And if you can take anything from this podcast, just remember to control your thoughts. When you can figure out how to control your thoughts and not let them control you, you're like halfway there, I promise. That's the hardest part. But once you figure it out, 
and I'm not perfect at it. I'm not trying to tell you guys I'm perfect at it, but it is one that I've worked the hardest at. You will see a huge change in your own progress in your self-confidence, how you feel about yourself, etc. So if you guys liked this episode, please rate or review it or share it to others on whatever form of social media that you use. If you guys want to connect with me on Instagram, if you're not following me yet, following me yet, I assume most of you are because that's probably how you found the podcast. My Instagram handle is Lindsay Hull with a underscore at the end. And I respond to my DMs. I interact with you guys on stories a lot. I ask questions for some episodes. So if you want to have a question on an episode, follow me so you can see when my stories are posted. I would love to continue growing this family, growing this community, and continue making it a safe space for so many people. And I really do appreciate all of you and the support that you're showing for progress, not perfection. We're getting a little bit bigger every day. And I'm just, I'm really thankful for it because I know what it's like to feel alone and not have somebody. And I hope that, you know, this, this podcast and these episodes make you guys realize that I get it. I know what you're going through. I have your back. If you are listening to this on Monday, the day that is coming out, I hope that Today was a great day for you, or it will be a great day for you, and I hope that it's a great week from here on out. I will talk to you guys again on Wednesday with a brand new episode. Bye, guys.